Well, welcome to Sitco Water Streamline Podcast, where we get in the flow of what's going on at Sitco Water and take a deeper dive on some important topics. On today's episode, we're talking about, uh, again, becoming a category of one based on Joe Calloway's book and this topic of the vital importance of the customer experience and what really makes up our brand. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is Todd Fox, and I'm joined by Jeff Morrison and Alex Meadows. Alex, thanks for joining us again. Uh, a question for you. Alex, what's been the most rewarding aspect of your time at Sitco Water thus far? Yeah, thanks, Todd. And um, obviously, for the second time, I'm certainly glad to be here. Uh, one thing that I think we can all um, say could be the most rewarding part of our jobs at Sitco Water is just the mission of, of what we do here at Sitco Water as we deliver clean water to communities. So we can certainly all embrace that. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my personal path here, the most rewarding has probably been, it's not because of me, it's just this is my timeline, just the evolution of our organization. Uh, when I got here six and a half years, and a, years ago, we had five locations and arguably all five locations were almost um, tribal in nature. Mm-hmm. And now we have a um, an enterprise that is almost fluent working together at 10 locations. So it's just been very rewarding to see us continue to evolve and grow and become one bigger company that with that makes us better. Um, right. so that, that's the most rewarding part of, of my six and a half years here. Yeah, that's awesome. It's been amazing to see the growth. And for someone that might not know, when you say when you say tribal, I've heard you use that language before. But what do you what do you mean by that? Yeah, so where um, where every branch felt like that they were doing their own thing and everything was unique to that branch. Okay. Right. And and in, instead of um, doing everything that is Sitco focused, using inventory from every branch, using the same processes and procedures at every branch, mm-hmm. branch A taking a phone call for print for branch D, and making sure that that customer feels like they're right around the corner. Mm-hmm. So it, it, but yeah, back in the day, and and everybody that's listening to this that's been here a long time will smile and are nodding. It was mm-hmm. well, if it's if it's happening here, it's okay because it's here and we are different. Yeah, and this is how though, we do it here. Absolutely. But even yeah. though our personalities are certainly different and and our customers um, specifically are different, but, mm-hmm. the, but the way we do it um, isn't. And and it's been it's been really fun watching the evolution of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really uh, systemat- systematized in a good way. And, and the consistency across the board is, has really improved. Well, um, I'm going to read a statement and I want both of your thoughts on it. It's It's a little bit lengthy, but... I'll I'll read it and then get your thoughts. Your brand is not your advertising. Your brand is not your logo. Your brand is not your company name. In fact, you do not own your brand. Your brand is owned by your customers and anyone else who has an impression of your company. Your brand resides in the minds of your customers, and your brand is whoever customers think that you are. Whatever they think is your promise to them, and whether or not they believe that you keep that promise. So... Jeff, you go first. What are your What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts about brand? Look, I I think when we when we went through the branding exercise of moving mm-hmm. from the CI Thornburg company to Sitco Water, it changed the name. We got a fancy new logo. We got you know a new website. We did all those things. But really, 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 what it did for me personally and i think for the organization is it took these two things that we are have been known for in our customers minds mm-hmm. and in our minds 
of providing solutions and being committed. Mm-hmm. And it codified that and it said, look, solutions driven, commitment given. I think if you went around and you asked our customers what they what our brand was or what we were known for, I think they would all say that. And then recent recently here, just in the last few weeks, we've had the opportunity to have a lot of interaction with a, 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 a broad section of our customers in a specific geography. And almost to a T, as we went around, there were stories. There was even a story about from one from one of the utilities about Alan Morrison showing up on a Saturday to help this utility district out 25 years ago. And the and the and the superintendent of the utility district said, look, everybody that has worked at Sitco Water has that same fabric that Alan Morrison had 25 years ago when he came over here and helped us on a Saturday, which is goes to the commitment. There was a solution also provided, but it goes to that commitment. So mm-hmm. I think our customers uh, see us as that solutions driven commitment given uh, that that's what we would be known for. That's what will be our brand in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a that's that's developed and has been developed over a long number of years doing the right thing over and over and over again for our customers. Does that mean we do it we bat a thousand? No, but what that means is is we continue to strive to do the right thing, whatever that is in that scenario. You've heard me even say, even when we make a mistake, we try to go back and fix the mistake if, if right. necessary, if that's what makes it right. If we made a mistake, we'll fix it. I think that is that really is what this that our brand has become. And it is it is there's a lot of responsibility around that. I said that in, in a few episodes back. You know, once you've developed that brand, there comes a lot of responsibility. Think about Southwest Airlines. They developed a brand. OK, mm-hmm. and then it sort of they had some issues. Well, the fall is further and deeper the higher people put you up on a pedestal when you don't meet that the meet that that expectation that they right. have that this is your brand this is your brand and it's it, people hold you in a lofty spot which i think many of our customers do and so we have to we have to perform uh, around that to, to maintain that brand and maintain that presence in the market that's right alex any thoughts on that no i think jeff does a really good job um explaining the the significance of that and the and how accountable we all are to it um Mm -hmm. recently we did a sales blitz in south central west virginia um, when we made a personnel change and it was interesting how much i was able to learn from the folks that i had working with me out there making those sell calls sales calls and seeing those customers Uh, we we saw the top 50 customers in the first two days after the change and the, our, our, our customers were very um, affirming in who we believe we are at Sitco Water Good. by, by with, with the story that Jeff told about Alan Morrison and, and how they can pick up the phone and call their branch manager and the truck just shows up when it's supposed to and they don't have to think twice about it. Um, it's also, um, I believe uh, we have some we have a lot of responsibility to our brand and to continue to be who we have been for the 93 years in the market. Mm-hmm. I, I said this on the last episode, and I'm going to continue to harp on this because is that we also have responsibility to to tell our story to our customers. So Jeff and I made a, a joint call in our largest uh, municipal water district that we deal with that probably by volume of spend that mm-hmm. our biggest our biggest customer in that space. And and that customer didn't didn't know about 
our national road acquisition and how we are expanding as an organization and hadn't hadn't heard the story about the Sitco Plus One Foundation and that okay, that that's wow. that that's where our philanthropic um, energy goes mm-hmm. to. So so we have some responsibility not only to be our brand in the market but to continue to tell our story every chance we get, because if if we are our best promoters, we know our story better than anyone else. Yeah, that's true. We we tell this story about who we are, that we're uh, solutions driven, commitment given. That's kind of our brand. That's what we promise. And because what we actually do matters even more than what we say to our customer, uh, we have to be careful um, that our promise and our actions line up. Absolutely. yeah, Joe Calloway writes in the book, he says that inconsistency is the great brand killer. How big a problem is this in the business world? And and how can we at Sitka Water help avoid inconsistencies between our message and our actions, Alex? It's um, it, the, He's 100 percent right that inconsistency is, is the great brand killer. I, I think at Sitka Water, what we have to be most concerned about within our organization is as is our communication so not only our outbound bound communication with our customer but our internal communication um the the one of our biggest differentiators as everyone knows we're the only company in the industry in the waterworks that does provide all the solutions to move water from the source to the consumer and back to the source mm-hmm. but with that we become a pretty complex organization to deal with or we certainly can be we've tried That's to true continue to remove obstacles to continue to make it more seamless and smoother but that's where we stand to to drop the ball in, in the customer's eyes when when the communication isn't smooth and doesn't and doesn't follow all the way through to what the original commitment should always be with our customer is what's next what's the timeline and who's responsible for it mm-hmm. but if if we're having if we're not moving that communication forward seamlessly and getting it back to the customer like we said that's that that's our biggest brand killer is we we can be our worst enemy because we we do have so much to offer and we have to always be aware of that every day and follow up on those three things the next step timeline and who's responsible that's good yeah we've got to got to own those things for sure and i think that's that's what they appreciate so much is uh, I think we are head and, head and shoulders above the competition in that. Um, Jeff, they tell a, an example about, um, you know, some different experiences with airlines, not not Southwest, as we, as we talked about before, but just in general, you know, where they might have met someone at a ticket counter and had two different experiences with two different employees from the same airline. Talk about that and talk about um, his his experience with inconsistency in the book. You know, one of the things I'll I'll piggyback first on what Alex was talking sure. about. Um, I always say this when I go to a meeting where we've disappointed a customer in some way, shape, or form, which I've been to my fair share of those over the years. Mm-hmm. I never go to a meeting where I hear a customer say, "I'm really mad because you did exactly what you said you were going to do." <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> okay, that never happens. What you hear is. You did something different than you said you were going to do. Yeah. Okay. Whether that's whether whether that's whatever it is, right? And so I, I I've always been very transparent about the fact that when we tell somebody what it is that we're going to do or not do, and sometimes it needs to be what we're not going to do. Mm-hmm. And many times we've got into some of our biggest inconsistencies when we've tried to go above and beyond our scope of what we know we're capable of doing 
and we disappoint a customer trying to be heroic in some way, but it's mm-hmm. above our competency or it's above our staffing levels or if it's above our whatever it is, knowledge base, sometimes that's been our biggest oh. inconsistency is trying to do something because we are so solutions oriented, trying mm-hmm. to get a solution provided that is outside of the scope of what we really can do. So sometimes we have to say no. And and if we're honest with our customers about that, they believe me, they much more, they much appreciate that than us trying to fumble our way through figuring out something for a customer when we don't have the capacity uh, to be able to do it. Um, you know, we've all experienced the local guy on the, uh, the local contact that we have at a bank, for instance, and the person we get on the phone when we have to call and there's a problem. We've all experienced the, right. the those types of things where you have a local interaction, airline ticket counter versus the flight attendants versus the person you get on the phone, like all those things are, you've got the chance to experience something different. And to Alex's point, you know, one of the things that we have to do, our customers have varying people in our organization that they're going to encounter, especially if they buy or do more than one thing from us. And everybody they encounter from brand manager to the person who answers the phone to the truck driver to the customers to, to the finance team has to that that all has to daisy chain together where they get the same exact feel and experience that that mm-hmm. that they that they have with their local sales rep that they love. So right. I, I think that's that's a big challenge for us as we really try to become more the customer experience focused is how is that process the same feeling the same level of solution provided the same level of commitment provided from the minute the customer interacts with us the journey of the customer all the way till they're done transacting with us when they when they pay the bill is that all the same you know and we learned as we traveled around over the last few weeks that that um you know there's opportunities for us to improve some processes across that entire spectrum to be to be more consistent and to have more and, that, and that's the fun part for me and I think for Alex and for other people here is how do we continue to improve and build upon what we've already built with our customers' insight and knowledge and help? That's really, that's really you know, will help us elevate into being this category of one organization that we're on this mission and journey to be is is exactly that. So I, I do think that's that's our one of our biggest challenges, one of our biggest Achilles heel is just the number of places and pe- places mm-hmm. people have to go to touch and get their problems solved. We want to make sure it's a consistent feel across the entire span of that customer's journey with us. And that's really what we need to need to be focused on. Right. Makes sense. And it's a challenge, you know, being so spread out, but we're, uh, it's a challenge we're taking on and growing in and, and have made great well, strides. In. And I think it's only going to get harder, Todd. I mean, we're not yeah, going to stop true. growing. True. We're not going to stop growing. That's one of the reasons why we're taking on this challenge of of unpacking this book and unpacking some of the some of the 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 thoughts that Joe has Callaway has about how to become a category of one because the last thing we want to do and we've seen this with varying competitors of ours is that as they've grown the last thing we want to do is grow and then and then lose who we are mm-hmm. right that's that cannot sure. happen that cannot that that's not a, that's not an option you can't go from five branches to twenty branches and think you're better because you have 20. The the 20 is only better if it's the same level of solution and commitment that the five had, 
uh, right. across the board. And so uh, this is not going to get any easier, which is why we're tackling tackling this because we're not going to stop growing because growing is part of who we are, uh, both 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 for our internal people and for externally. We're we're mm. going to continue to grow and people are going to continue to grow, but that it doesn't get any easier the bigger you get. It gets harder. And True. so that's 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 why this is such an important topic. True. It makes me think. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this brand, but I, I play guitar, and um, there's a guitar company called Taylor Guitars out of San Diego, California. And usually, when you think of like high-end, high-quality guitars, you think of a, a small business, you think of craftsmen and, and luthiers or whatever they're called. Uh, but this company, Taylor, puts out there at scale, putting out these incredibly consistent high quality guitars and uh it's just really interesting that would be a good case study to, to look at how do yeah. they how do they ramp up their business to where you can walk into any guitar store that carries taylor guitars and and you can pick up a quality guitar that, that feels like you know a craftsman made it right. um so you're right the challenge won't stop but that can't no. deter no. us from, from growing that's exactly right very good uh one of the things callaway says is when the customer perception of the brand is in sync with your intention for the brand then you've got brand strength. And I think that's that's the road we're heading down. So uh, some closing thoughts. Customers don't just compare us against others in the waterworks space today, right? They compare us against really everyone that, that, that they're doing business with. Uh, they have higher expectations than ever before. We're not just trying to beat um, Core and Maine or Ferguson or some other uh, company in the water space, waterworks space, but we're also competing with the Amazons of the world and other companies that are out there constantly setting new and higher customer expectations. Uh, so, so Jeff, how can we begin to compete when those expectations of customer service are, are sky high? I mean, the technology, the it's just it's just so uh, so daunting. But but how does a smaller, medium-sized company like ours compete? I think uh, one of the reasons, one of the ways we compete is by going through exercises like this to help identify areas where we can improve ourselves as part of, as part of this process. Right. I think that's, that's part of this is we have to, uh, we have to look at every single thing we do. I've talked about packaging a couple of times over the last few episodes. There's something that, that, that we talk about on the surface level, but you know, when a customer gets something from us, we could be we could be known we could be known for how impeccably we package our goods and how easy it is for the customer to get the things that they need off of the skid or the pallet or whatever the case may be we could be known for things that we're not even thinking about how our customers are feeling or thinking and that's what amazon has done they've come mm -hmm. they've come directly into our living rooms and helped us make our lives easier and we have right. to think about every single thing we do and how it's going to make the lives of our customers easier. E even if it takes more time, more energy, more effort, more thought, more challenge, Amazon, that doesn't, that doesn't stop Amazon from figuring out how to come into your living room and make your life easier. We have to be able to get into our customer systems, get into their lives and make their lives easier. And then I think when we do that, and we do that some already, but when we Make that a holistic thing, like Amazon and others have done. We will, we will, we will have made ourselves a category of one in many, many instances, uh, and that's our challenge. That's our challenge. Yeah, yeah. I think of uh, you know the old Toyota example of of empowering. You know this Kaizen mentality of empowering everyone on the line. 
to see an opportunity for improvement in the process. And, That's right. That's and right. you know, Orlando is a recent example. Uh, he's one of our drivers in Lexington, and he's uh, he's seen some some things that can make the chemical pumping off the delivery process easier, and he's voiced those. And so Rick and other people have helped make those changes, and, right. and it's led to some great improvements. So it's flipping that script, like you said, and seeing from a customer's perspective, you know, where can it be better? You know, what can we right. do to, to incrementally improve? Right. That's good. Alex, uh, thanks for joining us again. Any any closing thoughts on your end? Uh, no, I think think you guys have done a great job with this. Thanks for having me. I believe as long as we continue to be very intentional about what we do every single day and we communicate, then we will win at Sidco Water. Well said. Well said. Well, thanks for joining us, all of you listening, for today's Streamline podcast. And, and remember to stay connected through Streamline on email and Streamline Chatter for Sitco Water News and the latest podcast episodes. And again, thanks for being solutions-driven, commitment-given.